Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm cold. Yeah, it's really cold here too. <laughs> oh, really? Not nearly as cold as it is I, there. But... I was just going to say, are we fighting about temperature now? <laughs> no, you win or lose as the case may be. As the case may be, exactly. You moved at the right time, There's a reason I moved. <laughs> and I'm going woohoo today because, oh my God, it's only a high of 27. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's a it, the wind chill had us at minus 15 this morning. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, I so feel for you, honey. (laughs) 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 I remember that last year and I was like, oh, hell no, I'm done with that. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're down to the warmth of the cell. It was 55 (laughs) yesterday. Oh, so jealous. I'm so, so jealous. So we are back here to talk some spirit Sherpa stuff. And this episode is one that you have tried with all of your might to (laughs) not do. Yeah, it's true. Even to the point that we pulled it off of our pipeline, said, no, absolutely not. I won't talk about that. And here we are. What changed your mind? We're talking angels and demons here. Well, there's so much angst in like so many different directions around demons. And there's so much angst in so many different directions around Christianity from people who are in the magical world. And so I was just like, oh, do I really want to go here? <laughs> but but thank you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and others. <laughs> and others, yes. Andrea's been giving me crap about this for ages, so she's <laughs> yep. been wants 
one too. <laughs> she's the one writing all the show notes and stuff for the the episodes. And so she's my my uh, focus group of one who goes, "Can I please? Can I please?" <laughs> and I go, "No." <laughs> or yes, I will do this for you. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, she's you can thank her for the elves and the and the fairies episodes too but yeah this one this one was also spurred on by kate who just asked a question and we'll get that at the end of the episode yep so you know we're going to talk about angels and demons and satan and Ooh. christianity and christian mythos in magic Okay. Today, because, you know, you can't really cover one without covering the others. And again, we're going to do broad strokes because that's what we do here. We don't dive deep because it's a beginner's podcast. Exactly. We're not a how-to. We're a, you know, you know, here's, here's what you got to understand. The how-to stuff, you know, I certainly know how to do. It's just a matter of not putting yourself, yourself in a position to blow yourself up. So... <laughs> So where do we even start with such a such a broad topic here? I mean, should we just start by saying what is an angel and what is a demon? Yeah, that's probably a good start. Angels, demons, Satan, all of these are Christian constructs. So we have to start from that. Okay. Anytime you're dealing with uh, a, a religion, you have particular energetic forms that have been created within the confines of the belief structure of that particular religion. So in Greek and Roman mythos, it would be the gods and goddesses. Uh, Same thing with Hindu and the Shiva and Parvati and that sort of thing, right? Right. So when we're in Christian mythos, we have to understand that we also have Christian constructs. And living in the U.S. in a Judeo-Christian environment... We often forget that these are not just things that are, that they are, in fact, mythos associated with a religion, just like anything else we learn about. And so I've probably pissed some people off right now. And for that, I am sorry to inform you that this is the case. And I'm not sorry that I told you. (laughs) So it is what it is. You cannot truly say that you believe things fully within your own belief structure, unless you examine them within a larger model and then still believe them. Okay. And so this is my way. If you are Christian and you really believe in this stuff, I am not telling you not to, I am telling you that if you really want to solidify your belief structures, you will examine them in a larger frame context and then find your way back to full belief from there. It will strengthen your faith. I am not intending to shake anyone's foundations in their belief structures in this conversation. I just want to say that up front. Now, when we're talking about things from within a religious context, you have to go to the religion itself to get the understanding. Okay. So let's talk about angels first. Perfect. Angels are a non-human life form within the Christian construct that are genderless generally although they tend to they tend to show up in in masculine and feminine forms which is odd but they don't have any genitals so you know <laughs> i don't know and they have hierarchies within them so like you have the archangels mm-hmm. gabriel raphael michael uh, michael and uriel there are the host of angels that they talk about within the the holy host and Angels are the purveyors of God's will. That's their job is to play out God's will in the world. 
So angels don't really have a lot of self volition. They don't get free will. Man got free will. Angels don't. Therefore, angels must be asked for help in order for you to get it. And you cannot make a blanket request over time. That doesn't work. You have to ask specifically for what you want in every given specific moment. So if you want angels to surround your house and protect you, every morning you have to get up and say, hey, angels, thanks for your help overnight. Could you do it again today? Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. It has to be an everyday request. There are angels who are assigned to us. So like guardian angels, we all have a guardian angel who says, oh, no, don't step off that curb. There's a bus. You know, it's the idea that, that there's somebody following you around and trying to make sure you're okay. And then we also have other angels who are sort of like spirit guides for us. And they will hang out and do things for you if you talk to them. And so I remember when I was buying my house, when I was getting divorced, I had not intended to buy a house, but I was a real estate agent at the time. And I was looking for properties for somebody and a house came up on the screen and it went, buy me. And I was like, what? And it said, buy me. And I'm like, but I'm not buying, buy me. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And so... I went over and I looked at the house and I I was I agreed that yes I needed to buy it. I asked my angel that I was working with at the time, whose name was Tulita, if she would guard the house for me until I had managed to go and get a mortgage and you know do all the things you're supposed to do before you start looking at houses. Right. And she did. Mm-hmm. And I bought the house. So the angels that we're dealing with are they basically are there to help us. Now, funnily, um, I have a friend of mine who I trained in Reiki many years ago, who could not grasp for the life of her, the concept of energetic hygiene. She just couldn't remember to do the cleanup after she did the healing work to make sure that there wasn't energetic goo all over the floor when she was done. And so what we worked out was that she recruited a group of mini angels. I mean, like itty bitty little angels, like, like fairy sized angels, but not fairies, but not fairies. They were angels who were her angelic cleanup crew. And you know, it's so funny that you say not fairies because I haven't really thought about it outside of that context. I mean, this was 20 years ago, so I wasn't looking. I think they were fairies dressed up as angels. Now that you mention it. (laughs) They acted like fairies. They they were like, they were like hyper and they'd fly all over the room and they'd make their faces all big and wide. And ah, I've never known an angel to act like that in my life. So I think they were fairies. Okay. (laughs) And I just never questioned it. (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny to realize that in this moment that's hysterical okay so so maybe i should have talked about that in the fairies episode but (laughs) but you know i mean angels work that way too they just are a little more they're usually a little more um reserved you know not nearly so frenetic yeah so angels have never been alive oh okay that's another thing you need to know is that they've never been on the planet except to visit. They don't know what it's like to be human. They don't get the idea that they're not supposed to come in and talk to you while you're having sex or sitting on the toilet or, you know, having a shower. They don't understand (laughs) these things. You got to set boundaries with them. (laughs) 
because they otherwise they're just like so i wanted to talk to you and you're like uh having sex now go away <laughs> bad time bad time not okay <laughs> not okay not okay yeah that's really the functional pieces of what you need to know sort of for the beginning stages of dealing with angels angels okay and, you know, I know I'm going to get this question. Does everybody have an angel? Yes, everybody has an angel. I promise you everybody has an angel. Okay. Just talk to them. Even if you talk to them out loud and you don't know how to listen for them yet, talk to them and, and they will talk to you back through ways in which you can hear. So for many, many years before I had really learned how to listen well, mm-hmm. my guides and my angels would talk to me by sending me songs on the radio. Oh. And so I would ask a question and they would play me a song. <laughs> <laughs> Or I'd wake up in the morning with a song in my head and I'd sing in the shower and answer my own question. It's that sort of thing. Okay. So, you know, they'll find a way to talk to you if you're paying attention. Okay. Is a transition here, because I do think it's it's important for you to touch on Demon Slightly, maybe just to give the relationship, but we talked before mm-hmm. that there is no good and bad. Yeah. It's, so it's a matter of perspective. In Christian belief structure, there is good and bad. Right. You know, God is good and Satan is evil. Right. Right. Now, Satan is another word. Now, here's an interesting fact about angels. Mm -hmm. Satan began as Lucifer, Mm -hmm. who was the most favored angel in heaven. And Lucifer said, that's awesome, but I want to get free will too. Right. And I want to be my own God. And I want to determine my own destiny. And God was like, how dare you? challenge me. And he cast Lucifer out. Right. And Lucifer, which stood for the light bringer, by mm-hmm. the way, because it was Lucifer Morningstar and became Satan in the, the Christian mythos. And interestingly, there is a correlating myth that many people don't know in uh, the feminine side of things, which is that Adam actually had a first wife. Right. Who was Lilith. Yep. And Lilith wanted to be on top. Lilith wanted to be equal to Adam. And Adam was like, oh, no. And he cast Lilith out. And he got Eve instead. And Lilith became the queen of the demons. Hmm. So, you know, that's what happens when you want to be equal to, quote, unquote, God. In the Christian mythos, you have to understand that God and man are correlated. Woman, not so much. Right. And so... Lucifer got cast down and became Satan. Lilith got cast down and became the queen of the demons and the mother of the monsters. So she became the dark mother. Uh, If you're going to correlate across pantheons, then you could correlate Lilith to Kali in Hindu mythology. Okay. Yep. The dark goddess. And so the thing that always amuses me is when Christians go on a rampage around magic and alternative spirituality and stuff, they're like, oh my God, they're worshiping Satan, which is hysterical because Satan is a Christian construct. And unless you believe in Christianity, you don't even believe in Satan. Satan doesn't exist in your model because Satan isn't one of your constructs. And so to say that you're worshiping Satan is ridiculous. So Christianity has a very clear good and evil construct, heaven and hell construct. I mean, even Jewish traditions include good and evil. Right. This all comes from the Old Testament, wrathful God and all that hoo-ha. Now, the constructs have gotten a little more blurry 
as we've come a little further in the tradition, Pope John Paul II saying that hell did not exist as a place, but instead was the state of being separate from God. And that then changed the dynamic of the Christian mythos rather significantly. If you take that to heart, it significantly changes the Christian mythos from good and evil to God and not God. Right. To, to God being the state of being connected to all that is, to the, the divine, mm-hmm. state of connection to the divine is heaven, and state of disconnection from the divine is hell. Right. And so, you know, from that construct, in a religious context, if you're with the church, you're, you're in heaven, and if you're not with the church, you're in hell. Right. Because, you know, you have to recognize that all religions are based upon the construct of the church or the temple or whatever. They have within it the belongingness to the religion. There's a peace associated with the belongingness to the tribe of the religion. Okay. But as you look at this, then it becomes that which brings me closer to God and that which brings me further away from God. Mm-hmm. And so as you look at that, then it becomes that process of those two pieces. Now, where do demons fit in that cosmology is the question. Exactly. Right? Now, originally, they were evil, along with Satan and Lilith and whoever else they threw down in there. My experience, having dealt with not a few demons in my time, is that demons are there to bring you face-to-face with your own fear, Hmm. because they will use your fear against you at every opportunity. So demons, they have more volition than angels, They are more self-determinant than angels, which makes sense if you consider that they're Lucifer's people and Lucifer wanted Wanted to be self-determinant and whatever, you know, that makes sense. So they are more self-determinant. They do have their own rules and constructs through which they live and they have a hierarchical system just like the angels have a hierarchy and they are the the founders of bureaucracy, yay. (laughs) Uh, if If you want to get a really reasonable but you know, sort of campy perspective on demons, you could read any of the Kim Harrison books in the Dead Witch Walking series. Okay. She she has a relationship with demons in there and it's really not that far off. And the stupidity of humans in relating to them in the ways in which they think they can relate to them. I'm going to summon and control a demon. <laughs> that's very funny. Don't, don't do that. That's just, that's just folly. And that's a good way to get hurt. <laughs> to have a conversation with something is one thing to try and control it is another. And I don't recommend that you have a conversation with a demon right now because you guys are in the beginner phase. It's a really bad idea when you are ready for them. I promise you, they will find you. <laughs> <laughs> And then you'll need to know how to deal with that. But that's a different thing. My experience, and and I know people who violently disagree with me. So please know that, you know, everything you hear from me, you should take with a grain of salt. I have an old friend who has violent disagreement with me on this. But my experience has been that they are there to help you face and overcome your fears. And they will do that by attacking you, by making you afraid by playing your fears against you, by being very dangerous to deal with. Right. You know, it's a very useful and functional way to force you to deal with your fears, <laughs> but not one that you really want to seek out ever. Right. You know, just keep that in mind. If for some reason you decide to pursue the folly of communicating with the demon. And I'm just going to say it again. Don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> just don't do it. Bad 
bad idea. Don't do it. Okay. If they come to find you, remember that this is the thing. And, and if you can master your fear, then you can survive the attack. And that's what you need to know. Okay. And if you need to know more than that, then you, you'll have to contact me directly because I'm not putting it out over the years. <laughs> so I just refuse because <laughs> it will only invite people to do bad things. So we're going to transition here a little bit, but before we do, I just sort of want to wrap up what we just covered because there was a lot in there for folks. But one of the, the main things for people, I think, from what you said or from what I took from what you said is to keep in mind that you sort of reiterated what we've talked about before in that there is no good and there is no evil. However, in the construct, the mythos of Christianity, there is a very defined good and evil. Yeah. However, from a spiritual perspective and people who are not necessarily aligned with that particular mythos, angels and demons do still exist. Is there a yeah. way that we would sort of spiritually, without the the religious component or the Judeo-Christian sort of spin on it, what would you say about angels and demons in terms of their alignments? Is it is there a, a frequency thing or how would you sort of do the difference between them? Because we're saying that demons are dangerous. Yes. Um, but they're, they're not... like a wild animal. Okay. It's like dealing with a wild animal. Okay. It may attack you. It may not. Depends okay. on if it's hungry. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. You know, it's it's like walking up to a lion and going, pretty kitty here, kitty kitty, right? <laughs> and petting it on its mouth. <laughs> yeah. Not always your best choice. No. All right. So let's tie this into a question you got. And you mentioned Kate earlier in the episode. Kate says, hi, Kelly. I really enjoy your podcast. I'm one of those spiritually wishy-washy types. I find a lot of comfort and peace in the Christian tradition, but I'm also inspired and drawn to the world of crystals, Reiki, and shamanism. At some point, could you speak on the blending of one's Christian faith and other spiritual practices, if that's even possible? So is it possible? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. So I want to go back to the fact that Christ was a Jew. Right. And so the Jewish tradition has a mystical side to it. You know, the some of the structure of that is the Kabbalah. And so Kabbalah is a is a magical tradition that you could study that you can understand Christ came out of that model. And he was one of the earliest Gnostics. So Gnosticism was really, really came into being in the the two centuries after Christ's death. You know, there's a missing part of Christ's life in the Bible as we know it. For those of you who don't know, there's a whole bunch of texts that did not make it into the Bible <laughs> that uh, in the Council of Nicaea, they just decided that they weren't going to include them. And so, you know, it's it's interesting to go back and, and read some of those texts. But there's some belief structures out there. There's some su suppositions that the years between when we last hear about him and when we next hear about him when he's 33, right. in those 20 years, there's belief that he went and studied magic in the mountains with the mystics and that this is why he could walk on water and do hands-on healing, which could in fact be Reiki. We don't know. There's nothing that says it wasn't, right? Yep. And, you know, all of the other miracles that he did could be very easily seen from our context as magic. There's arguments, and I believe, and you know, this is not my my area of expertise, but I've talked to people from the that area of expertise, and there's belief that 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 may have been what he did in those 20 years. 
So Christ, from that perspective, is a magician. Right. And if you're not Christian, he's at the very least a master. Right. So those of us who are not Christian can embrace Christ's teachings, which, by the way, are not often the Christian church's teachings these days. But Christ's teachings are actually quite brilliant. You know, love each other <laughs> as you would love yourselves. You are God. God is you. We all are all the children of God. Mm-hmm. And that therefore we are all from the stuff of which God is made. And from that concept, if you look at his actual teachings, that fits very well into the the construct of magic and being part of the all that is and tapping into the universal source and all of the things that you do as part of a magical practice. And in terms of putting the Christian mythos in, uh, if you were to put together an altar for compassion, you could put Christ on one side and Quan Yin on the other and have a beautiful compassion altar. And that would be lovely. There's no reason not to mix and match within your pantheons as long as they work for you. And as long as they don't hate each other, sometimes they do. You have to ask them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even within traditions, especially voodoo has a tradition where some of their their uh, Orishas don't like each other. So you got to be very, very careful about how you use that. Don't use voodoo at all unless you have really good knowledge of it because you will get hurt. I have friends who have stories of that. It's a really bad idea. They, they are not a kind god and goddess, you know, Orisha construct. They don't, they don't cotton to people who don't understand what's going on. But the Christian mythos is very much something that you can use within your practice. You could do ritual using David and Goliath. If you were trying to make a change, like with if what's going on in the country right now makes you unhappy and almost everybody's unhappy. So I think that's a pretty safe thing to say, regardless of which side of the aisle you're on. You know, you could look at it and, and position yourself as David against Goliath and use the mythos as a ritual to provide you with the the doorway to success, right. right? To overcoming the Goliath. So that sort of thing. You know, there's certainly ways in which to utilize the mythology of the religion to participate in this sort of work. Excellent. All right. So we had a listener named Christopher and he sent you in quite a few questions. He had a, yes. a it was Very a really, excited. yeah, it was a, it was a great email where he was talking about uh, really enjoying the show. He gave you some, some episode ideas, which we'll be touching on later, yep. but also he gave a bunch of questions, but there were two that kind of touch on an episode that we just recently did. So we thought let's do these two. And then Christopher, we will get to the rest of your questions in future episodes. Don't, don't fare. But in terms of keeping timing in mind here, these two are super important and we wanted to touch on them. First, Kelly, what kind of payment can elves take from humans, given that elves are on the astral and we're in the physical? They couldn't physically harm us at all, could they? So what's the danger? What's the danger, Kelly? Okay, first thing, Christopher, thank you for your questions. <laughs> and bad monkey, no biscuit. I told you not to mess with the elves. All right, <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I just got to start with that. Okay, so elves can, in fact, take payment. And they will take payments that are, in fact, quite painful. They could take something like your firstborn child. And literally, they will come into this realm and take that child away. 
that really? the child will go missing. They could also take your joy. Okay. They could take your sense of reality versus non-reality. Mm-hmm. They could take you to the other side, just like we talked about with the fairy circles, and take you into their realm where time runs differently. Okay. And that would lose your entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they there are many things they can take, and none of them are inconsequential, <laughs> which is why I say don't do it. Okay. Well, then you're not going to be happy with this next question. So <laughs> we'll, we'll re- refine it slightly, but I'm going to ask it as, as Christopher sent it to us. Christopher said, how do you interact with magical creatures such as elves, which we know, not the elves, right? Um, But he he asked, do you have to astral project to interact with them? So let's talk about theories or something that that is okay to talk to. But how how do you talk to You're not going to talk to elves (laughs) at all. Okay. So the answer to the question of how do you talk to the magical realm, which is a really good question and really valid one, Mm -hmm. is you do that via spirit communication. Okay. And spirit communication is the act of talking to either dead people or to the uh, the elves, elves and fairies and trolls and you know orcs and whatever else you want to talk to on the other side. Although I do say that trolls and orcs don't really have communicative skills; they're mostly like ugh, grunt, you know, Harry Potter troll. <laughs> totally appropriate. So not much conversation to be had with trolls and they have their own language. So you got to be able to speak trollish, which is a little weird too. So anyway, the spirit communication is really the answer. And we are going to do an episode on spirit communication. And we'll, we'll talk about that. As for astral projection, you absolutely do not absolutely no, 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 no. Do not astrally project have these conversations you will be in grave danger if you do that because your energy will be in their world in a way that they can actually do damage to you so under no circumstances should you astrally project to have these conversations can i say that any more strongly i, no, I, no. I think it was no no free. no yeah do not do with that don't do it you will have an episode about astral projection and what it is based on this question because clearly it is misunderstood and i need to make sure that we have that covered So we'll talk about that. I remember being incredibly fascinated with astral projection when I was in my teens and reading books about it and trying to do it. And now I look back and go, oh, my God, it's a miracle I didn't die. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I've had some really strong guides over the years who have taken very good care of me and I will be grateful for them forever. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. And and folks, don't forget to send in your questions so Kelly can talk about them and answer them on a future episode. And as she said, uh, I think you mentioned a couple episodes ago that now we're in a sort of a cadence where questions coming in are totally cool and the timing works out in terms of how these episodes are being recorded. So send them in. You can send them to kelly at kellysparta.com. So we're about time to wrap up here. Is there any sort of summing up that you'd like to do with regards to angels, demons, um, sort of this uh, Christian mythos, how it works into magical practice, those sort of things. Anytime you're dealing with a particular tradition, you have to understand what the belief structures within the tradition are in order to use them for magical purposes. Because consider the belief structures to be sort of baggage that comes along with the stuff that you're doing. Okay. And it's like everybody comes into a relationship with baggage, right? It's the history. And that's true of the gods and goddesses and mythos and whatnot that you work with within these confines because 
they all come with baggage. They come with the baggage of everything that everybody who ever believed in them believed over the course of time. I don't care if you want to use it differently. The baggage is still there. So you have to account for it if you're going to use it. Right. And so that's why it's important to pick the right mythos, the right god or goddess, the right thing for the ritual that you intend to do. Because, you know, you want the baggage to help you, not hurt you. Right? Okay. And thank you so much, both Kate and Christopher. You guys are awesome for asking these questions. Christopher, we've got a freak ton of episodes lined up just from your email. Thank you so much. You're, you're just like the bomb. And uh, we're going to answer a bunch of your other questions on the, uh, the episodes to come. So keep listening. And thank you so much. And if you guys have ideas for episodes, please send them in as well as your questions, uh, because we are going to continue to do this for a while now and we need to know what you want to know or else you know we're just shooting in the dark that's the other thing i wanted to mention is please 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 rate the podcast yeah in your listening app so at itunes or stitcher or you know wherever else you're listening please rate us and rate us highly please. <laughs> if you don't like us, please don't rate us. <laughs> but if you like us, please rate us and rate us well and, and uh, encourage your friends to do so too, so that we can uh, get the word out to more people. And I, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening because we've had more downloads in the last month than almost than we had in the first four months of the entire podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're starting to get some traction and we're starting to get, get heard and seen more. So thank you for that. And, and, uh, you know, if you, if you feel called to share on Facebook and tell other people about us, we would so appreciate that as well, or, or on, you know, any other platform that you want to share it on. Thank you so much. You guys are so awesome for tuning in and, uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. And so please email at Kelly, K E L L E at K E L L E S P A R T A.com. Thank you. So that's right, folks. And if there are other places that you're listening to podcasts that you have not been able to find Spirit Tripper, well, let us know so that we can we can get ourselves uh, loaded up there. Kelly wants to be everywhere, and, and we can do that as long as we know what we're missing. So subscribe, leave a review, send your questions. Kelly's ready and willing and excited. Your, your show suggestions, all of it. We're happy to get that feedback from you. All right. That is all that we have time for this week. Be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Trippa. So long, everyone. Bye. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A.com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since 
you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.